0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Noise Brigade. I am Bobby, he is Tom, and we are bringing you more of the content that you crave.
1: Uh, well, most everyone. Oh. I don't know how, how well our wrestling podcasts, uh, or at least the ones that we do that are wrestling themed, go over. But we're going to talk about it anyway, but not yeah. the whole time. Yes. Just, a, yes. just a little blurb up front. You had You pitched a great idea on this one uh a little earlier uh to me and i think we're gonna have a great conversation but before we get into that uh kind of the hot topic that we wanted to do uh up front here is man more releases wwe what do you got
0: more releases so uh, the bollywood boys um but the big ones to me there and not to slight anybody that was released there was like 17 people but the big ones that stuck out to me and and i'm sure to you were uh Fandango, because you got to let the A's breathe, and uh, Tyler Breeze, the, the face of NXT. And um, man, I'm, I'm bummed.
1: Yeah, I uh, it was funny. Uh, between you and Danielle, basically simultaneously sending me messages that Tyler Breeze was released, because uh, you both know that I'm just like one of his biggest fans. I was really bummed about that. <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, it's one of those things like I could see coming, you know, it. Right. Um, both of those guys were, I'm not going to say they were floundering back in NXT, but not a whole lot going for them. Uh, so I think the thing that is, is really strikes me is that um, both both of those guys in particular, wow, just to uh, uh, talk about Fondango being over, you know, remember the WrestleMania bit with the whole dance. Right. And now here we are. He's out.
0: Yeah, and his theme song had actually gone to number one on iTunes. Like that's right. This yep. is somebody that. And and beyond that, these guys are both way over. They both are talented in ring performers, and WWE wasted them because they have no idea what they're doing creatively. And so, two more guys, along with Aleister Black and and countless others, who've been released because WWE can't get its head out of its ass.
1: Right. And, and, you know, and the, the other one I just saw that was released too, and this has really surprised me, not that I have followed closely. And I think I've made a point to say that many times as we've been doing these, uh, but the tag team ever rise uh, from NXT was released. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Cause I, not that I've been watching, but every time I at least see that there's a show that's going on, I at least try to, you know, read the results and, you know, kind of see what happened. And it seemed like they were about on every other show, and it was like they—I thought they were getting quite a push—and all of a sudden, just there goes the rug. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's crazy,
0: but enough enough of the wrestling. I think uh, hopefully people didn't tune out.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, we uh, run run people away for the first three minutes there, but you had a great idea here. So what are we going to do here? This is a fun. This is such a fun idea to me. So we're gonna do we're gonna do a worst
0: list. Everybody does their best
1: lists. Everybody's like, oh,
0: this is my top ten favorite of blah blah blah. You know, uh, I I being the person that I am, you know, looking at the worst of things. Not to say that I'm a pessimist, but you know, I, I think it's fun to to rag on stuff sometimes. And so, what actually brought this up was I had sent you um, a link to some god awful, hideous rims that for some reason I really loved probably because they were purple. And, and for whatever reason, I'm a mark for anything that's purple. Um, maybe because of the dark order. Oh, so you got some more wrestling in there, but anyway, uh, I'd set you these rims and I was like, man, yeah, if I had the money and, and you know, my car wasn't the color it is, I would buy the, I would definitely buy these and throw them on there. Um, which got me thinking of, of what's the worst car modification that someone's done, like the stupidest modification, And which got me to think of what is the worst thing that we've ever done to a vehicle. And then it led to this, led me down this rabbit hole of this whole list. I've got 10 things here of what is the worst in 10 different categories. So, I mean, since the cat's out of the bag, we might as well start with that. What's the worst vehicle? I'm going to open it up to vehicle modification you have
1: ever done to a vehicle. Okay. So this was a, a, this was a tough one is that you, you mentioned this question to me and I had really had to think about this one because I'll be honest with you. There wasn't a whole lot that I've ever really done. I've done, you know, early on, I, I've, you know, would replace like interior lights. You know, I had a red Pontiac sunbird. So everything to me had to be red. So I replaced all the interior lights that had to be red. Whenever I'm 18 years old, I think that looks so cool, you know? (laughs) Um, But I can't say that that's the worst necessarily if I really thought about it and then, you know, really, you know, reflecting on something that sounded really cool and maybe it does still sound cool, but I had that 1997 Pontiac Grand Prix and I had it in my head that I was going to put Flowmasters on it. You know, I
0: remember that. <laughs>
1: not a, not a real dual exhaust. It was the uh, you know, kind of split back, you know, and it had yeah. the, the, the two mufflers on it. But I was like, I was the bound and determined. So, put the Flow Mashes on it. And did it make it sound pretty, pretty cool? Yeah, it did. But it was still a 1997 Pontiac Grand Prix with a V6 in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude,
0: it's so funny. You say, it. like, everything you said, I can relate to so much. Um, first of all, I remember when I remember both of those vehicles. Um, and I remember when you put the Flow Masters on it. And I was actually so. I was thinking about putting an exhaust on my, on my Taurus that I just got. Um, and that <laughs> was one of the things I was thinking about. Cause it's a, it's a 3.5 liter V you know? six. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, I want this thing to sound like it's got some teeth, but um, I think if, if I'm going back to my worst modifications that I've ever done to a vehicle, um, it's probably, it's probably a tie. Um, and I mean, you could always look at the when I had the the night, when was it, a 2001 Mustang, and I cut away part of the the shrouding on the the um, uh, the air the air box to open it up and get more air to the filter. Which is, <laughs> um, then there was when I had the 85 Reliant K, I think it was a, an Aries, and uh, it had some it had a broken piece of fiberglass. So I got out the drill and I got out the zip ties and I instead of like actually putting it back together, I zip tied it back together. Uh, so that was pretty bad too. But I think what takes the cake is and I was older than you when I did this. Um, so Brooks and I had decided that we were going to put neons all over our cars. And this is when I had Oh my, God, I remember this. Yeah. I had my 96 uh, Monte Carlo, which shared the shared a uh, platform with the Lumina. Um, And so I took my 96 uh, midnight green Chevy or Chevy Monte Carlo and got a whole bunch of neon green lights and neons and put them all over the interior. Um, I couldn't find an actual neon light for the cabin light. So I got these little gel things and uh, put them over the, I put the gel things over the lights on the cabin light Uh did that i had the lights set up to pulse to the music so if there was any kind of bass (laughs) pulse and you could turn that off you could adjust it you could turn it off but you know i was dumb and i even had neon pedal covers so not not replacing the pedals but these things slid onto the gas and the brake pedal and lit up neon which
1: is if uh you know, you know, anything about driving, that's the safest possible thing is to put something that would slip on or off of your brake and or accelerator.
0: Yes, exactly. So I mean, <laughs> that, that part didn't last very long. That I got sick of real quick. Like the first time I went to put my foot on one of the two and it either slid or, or did whatever. Cause I, cause I was in the air force at the time. And so I was wearing boots when I was driving a lot. And uh, I seem to remember my foot slipping off of the pedals And so I that that quickly came to an end. Uh, but the lights inside stayed until somebody sat on in the passenger seat and popped one of the neons. And so at that point, I was like, you know what? All right, let's I guess let's take this stuff out. So lasted (laughs) maybe like maybe three months, I think, before I ripped everything out, that like I think it was like God, I don't even remember. It was an embarrassing amount of money that I spent. Like it was definitely in the triple digits it I, like it wasn't like five hundred dollars or anything crazy like that but I, i'm pretty sure it, it was like around a hundred to two hundred dollars that i spent on stupid neons for my car
1: um and it, it's and it's hysterical because you know uh I, I i still see him occasionally you know done really well too you know I, I i think uh just you know not that i would ever have anything like it but i just i see some vehicles driving around here and it's like you know it it the right the the right you know kind of neon in the right spot you know on a vehicle especially at night kind of that cool effect um yeah. but then it's funny to me because like to this day and age in uh GTA 5 that's still one of the big like car mods you can do is put all those lights on your vehicle so really? uh, you got to make it look like up. a UFO it, yeah yeah that uh, just cracks me up so all right so car mod I, I, that's a good one uh what's what's next All right, so what's the worst vehicle you've ever owned? Uh, You know, it's kind of a tough question for me, Um, mainly because most every vehicle I've had has been half decent. Um, I I will say this. I'm going to give you... I I can't say it was the worst, but I'll say most disappointing. And, you know, I'll get a little maybe nerdy and a little technical on it, but whatever. So I had a uh, 2008 Ford fusion. Uh, it was one of the first, you know, generations of that car. Um, but it was, to me, I really, I wanted it because it had, it was, I believe the first or second year that it had the Microsoft sync system. Okay. So, you know, when I got the car, I think it was a year old when I got it. And so I thought it was the coolest thing that I could talk to my car and have it play music, you know, back 2009 ish right so for so I was like this is awesome you know and and the other thing too is even back then the Ford Fusion was heralded for having this like awesome gas mileage so I was like oh, I'm, I'm in it I've got this like high-tech car awesome gas mileage I'm starting to do the numbers on it and it I was not breaking like 23 miles a gallon and I'm like what is going on with this thing and I say yeah it might not sound too bad but I had just gotten rid of a 2003 Impala with a big V6 in it where I could routinely get 31, 32 miles a gallon. Oh, no kidding. So I'm 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 like, yeah, I got all this cool like tech stuff that I can kind of like be nerdy about. Um, but yeah, I was so disappointed. And like I said, not a bad car. I'm not I'm not saying that it was terrible. I got I've been really, really lucky with what I've had over the years. Um, you know, not that I've ever owned like Lamborghinis or anything like that. Right, right. But uh, you know, I just got really lucky, but I, I would say to me that was like for that year of car and the other thing too i google it look up a, a beige 2008 Ford Fusion. ain't much look look at i mean it's, <laughs> so it, it was very basic um again i don't have worst on it i'm not completely hating on it but it just if i think of every other vehicle i've had um you know because you have to think like i've got my um my 16 colorado z71 As um, Danielle has kind of given me the name, it's like what they call a murder truck because it's all blacked out and it looks like it's from the zombie apocalypse. And before I had that, I had the 09, you know, G8 GT, which is one of my dream cars. So I've had a couple of really nice vehicles in there. And then it's like I think back and I'm like, yeah, that Fusion certainly doesn't stack up to like the G8. So. All right. Uh, so how about you, man? You already mentioned you had a K a K car though, so.
0: Yeah, well, all right. So the K car I bought for like $100, I think. It was like 100 or $200 and I bought it to fix it up and sell it um, because the, the woman who owned it, she was an older lady. She was just trying to get rid of it. She didn't drive it anymore and she just wanted it gone. Um, and then when I got it on 55 and couldn't do higher than I think it was 35 or 40, um, I realized why she really made out on that deal. Um but it was a it was like a 1985 Dodge Aries. I am not going to count that one because that was literally just bought to sell and it was what it was. Um if I'm going to go I'm going to go one of two ways with this. And I, and I okay. know I said this is supposed to be like the, you know, the one definite worst but and I'm not following that, but I've you know me, you've know you know my luck with cars. Um So I've got two, I've got two. Um, The first one is going to be the very first brand new car I ever bought. And it was a, I want to, God, I can't hear. It was either 2003 or 2004. I I think it was 2003 Chevy Monte Carlo. Um, I got it. I actually picked out the only thing I didn't get that I wanted with it was I didn't get the color that I wanted. I wanted that burnt orange, that like rusty burnt orange color. Yeah, yeah. I love that color for some reason. Um but I got it I got it from my uncle's dealership. He had it like shipped to his dealership. I bought it brand new and I really really liked it. And the car itself wasn't disappointing. What was disappointing with it was after I think it was 20,000 miles or or 25,000 miles, the engine went.
1: Oh jeez.
0: And that was that wasn't like me beating the piss out of it on in like city driving or anything like that. That was me driving it back and forth to McGuire. So that was ma- the majority of the time I drove it. It was highway miles. And I took it in and because I, I it started backfiring and it lurched when I was on. Um, I was on 95. I'm like, what is going on? And then I, so I took it in and it was in the shop more than I, than it was out when I had it. And it so was basically brand new.
1: lemon. Almost. Yeah.
0: So what I ended up doing was I ended up taking it and um, they ended up replacing the engine for free. But in the meantime, I kept on having to rent cars. So that was screwing me over. And um, I mean, they were giving me awesome car. What sucked is they were giving me cars that were like infinitely better. Like at one point I had like a, like a Cadillac, Coupe DeVille or something like that, and I had a. <laughs> they gave me a GMC Canyon at one point, or or a, a Chevy Colorado or something, something that I really liked, and um, so I ended up at that point I was like, you know what, man, this car is in the shop way too often. It's making me miss work because it was like there were days when I kept on having to call out. I'm like, well, why are you calling out? I'm like, well, I don't have a car to get to work. Didn't you just buy a brand new car? Yes, I did, and it's in the shop again, and they all thought I was lying, but it was the truth. So. I traded that one in and got this Mustang and in my haste in buying the Mustang, I ignored a hiss that kept on happening when I would hit the brakes. Um, just cause I wanted the car and I thought, Oh, it's, it must be some kind of special feature on this sports car. Cause I was a friggin' idiot. Uh, turns out it was an issue with the brake lines. Oh geez. And so a few a few years or not even a few years, a few months into having the car, I kept on having issues where the calipers would freeze on the onto the rotor. And so the brake pads would wear out, the rotors would wear out, and I couldn't I couldn't pass inspection with it. And I kept on taking it to the mechanic, and the mechanic kept on fixing the brake lines. And apparently he couldn't figure it out either, but it was the master cylinder was bad. Mm. and so what it did is i don't know if you're familiar or not I, well, i'm sure you've seen it because you worked at at the auto body shop or at the auto uh, mechanic but those mustangs had steel brake lines and what it was doing is because the master cylinder was bad it was collapsing the brake lines so no fluid was getting through and it was that's what was causing the calipers to seize up oh uh, yeah so that say, yeah Oof,
1: yeah that's not good <laughs>
0: So, so those two, those would be my two, you know, big regrets as far as
1: cars that I've owned. All right. So we, we've done some cars here. Do we have any other, other car ones or what's, what do we, what do we got?
0: So, let's, let's move on from cars. Let's go to, let's go to jobs. All right. So what why don't you first? do this one first? Okay. So the worst job. So this one, man. So, I, all right. So when I worked. At the hospital. I wouldn't say it was, it wasn't necessarily the worst job, but there was a portion of it that was really bad. Um, They decided they wanted me to work in the OR at one point. And when I was working in the OR, one of the first days that I was working there, they made me go down. They thought that they sewed a sponge into a guy's leg that they just amputated. He was a diabetic and he had his, his leg amputated from, from below the knee down. Um, and they thought they left a sponge sewn up in his leg stump. And so they couldn't find it. And they made me go down to the morgue and dig through the guy's leg and look for the, sponge. <laughs> uh, followed up by one of the things we had to do as transport orderlies for the OR was if people needed to be, to have surgery and they needed to be shaved beforehand, we had to do that. So, um, Another one of the first few days I worked there was uh, shaving a guy's uh, private region, mm-hmm. um, balls and all. So, I needless to say, I didn't end up staying in that position too long because that was just, you know, between digging through a, a leg and then having to shave some dude's nut sack, I was I was out.
1: Yeah, it takes a special heart to do that. Yeah, yeah. So. So I would say that was
0: probably the worst job. Um, I mean, I worked at Kmart briefly and I worked at Toys R Us for a, for like a Christmas season for maybe like six weeks or so. I worked there with Ewan, um, but I had separated my, I'd separated my shoulder and they had me out gathering carts with one arm in the snow. Eh. And I was like, you know what? It snowed on. It snowed on Christmas Eve, and they wanted me to come in anyway, and I just didn't show up. It was the only job I ever just didn't show up to. So, I guess you could throw that in there too.
1: So, oh, and, and we had to clean up poop off the floor. No, oh, that's not good. Yeah. all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. You know. It's uh, again. It's funny. I. I I've, I've. I've. i I've, It's funny thinking about these things. It's like how mundane of a life have I led on certain things. Um, but no, I, I, you know, anyone that knows me knows that I worked at a gas station and an auto shop for many, many years as my first job, but I just somehow, um, kept it for really about six years, which is insane to think about. Um, you know, I was still in high school when I started that, and I absolutely love doing that. Um, you know, for a brief time, I worked in a record store who does who wouldn't want to love that. Oh dude, yeah, you know I did that for a year, you know, and and I didn't, you know, you know, the worst thing about that was that I didn't make any money, um, but the, you know, outside of that, you know, I've worked in my current job. That's my fifteenth year, nice, you know, and you know I've also done uh, part time college teaching for the last ten years, uh, going on eleven. So it's like I've had these very consistent things, you know, but I do recall. Very early on, I would take these side roles um, of teaching summer school. And the, it wasn't through our where I work now, um, but it was through one of our, uh, with, when and we're in our state to have like regional offices that would oversee um, certain programs, or at least they did. Um, so many, many years ago, the one that we had, which is no longer existent, got rolled into another one, oversaw summer school. And, you know, I, was fine because I, you know, I've, I was like, I'm brand new, I'm fresh into this and I get, um, you know, I have my math background. So I'm doing summer school for people that are trying to recover high school math credits. And I just get stuck with a really, really hard class, 17 students that were just, you know, I, I, I just, it was insane. It was so bad that I had to get the guy that was running the program I was like, "Look, you don't, you don't believe this," and he comes in. And he sees, and I know, I can't get into any details. I don't really, even though it's many years ago, and I'm, I'm being vague about it enough as it is. I still don't want to like divulge too much, right? But uh, he comes in, and after I finally coerced him, I was like, "Well, you have to sit down and check this out because this is nuts." And uh, he comes in, he sits down with for a couple hours, and after the class ended, he comes up to me. He's like, "Tom, I'm really, really sorry." <laughs> And uh, so I had to proceed to do it for like another three weeks. Um, Well, fast forward a little bit and of these um, 17, and again, I'm not, you know, making light of this or making ill this, this, this might just like kind of show like, you know, kind of the the crop of, of clientele that I was dealing with Um, over the, like the first three years or so after that, uh, like five of them came up on the inmate list of uh, the local jail. Ooh. Um, so Ooh, Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it, you know, and it's one of those things, you know, like I said, I, I, uh, I, I can't say that, you know, I absolutely hated that experience. I think it molded me as I got moving forward, um, into my career. Um, but I certainly didn't enjoy it. <laughs> you know, I, um, I don't know that I could do it again. And I, and I realized, even though I'm in, you know, I still, I'm still in education and I still teach college and I still occasionally, um, had been, it's been a long time. I, I'm, I mean, I'm still in the classroom and I, and I still go in and out of classrooms. It's not like I don't do that. I just don't, you know, have the, you know, everyday teaching type thing going. But, uh, it, it, it's just one of those experiences it's like, wow, it was, you know, kind of hard to think about that. It's like, well, you made it, but you know, Oof. <laughs> I don't know that I'd do it again. <laughs> right. So, you know what,
0: as you were, as you were saying that, I, I, I started having some flashbacks. Um, there's a job I completely forgot about that I had that, that probably takes the cake, um, even beyond cleaning up crap and cleaning up, you know, and, and all that stuff. Uh, and I actually worked there. Oh no, I didn't. I worked there right before you guys came down here in, um, 20 the, the first time these guys came
1: down, yeah. We were down there 2012, almost yes. 10 years ago. Yeah,
0: so I worked for have you ever heard of a company called Aaron Sales and Lease?
1: Um, how's it spelled? Aaron, it? Aaron, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, okay. yeah, okay, yep, 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 yep. So, Aaron. yep.
0: so I did, uh, so I was doing what I thought was just going to be like a store manager role, like an assistant store manager. Little did I know when I got there. I was actually running collections, and the area that I had to run collections in, I've ran it in Cape Coral, where I live now, but I also had to run it in North Fort Myers, which we drove through North Fort Myers, and I showed you Suncoast, mm-hmm. um, and that's where I had to do most of my collection work. And I got threatened with violence, got threatened to be killed, got threat all kinds of threats and stuff when I would do that. And I ended up quitting, like maybe four or five months in, four months four months I lasted, um, doing that. So that, that was,
1: yeah, that's not fun.
0: No, thanks. And and the worst, one of the worst things I ever had to do in my life was at that job. And it was on Christmas Eve. I was driving around banging on people's doors, demanding money. And we had to go to somebody's house and while their kids are standing there, repo the kid's bed. Oh, and the Here's the worst part about it. The parents there, and we had offered the parents a deal where the, and here's what they did. They had a big TV, a big screen TV, and they had the kid's bed. We offered them a deal where they could get just a bit smaller TV and a different bed. And we would work with them. They said, no, they kept their TV and they gave up the bed for the kids and the Ugh. kids are asking us as we're taking it, Mister. Why are you taking our bed? That was friggin' heartbreaking. Yeah, that's so. All right. So yeah, now that we've got that out of the way and, and driven off the rest of our listeners, um <laughs> speaking of, of of buying and such, what what is the worst impulse buy you've ever made?
1: Hmm. Uh it, yeah, <clears throat> this is this is always a hard one because. I, I have the tendency to be impulsive at times, um, you know, and it. it this is a, a a tough, you know, thing. Because so, I always try to be practical with things, even though I'm a collector, you know, or I was a collector of like, baseball cards and and these different things. Um, I kind of stopped doing that uh, because I, I transitioned into like beer. so um that's a whole nother conversation for another day um but if i were to like honestly you know really kind of sit there and was like you know the worst thing and i'm thinking about this like you know prospectively from how much money i spent on it to like how much i actually used used it um and this is gonna this is gonna sound kind of funny because it was one of those things that I was like insanely excited about initially, and I was ready to just dump everything I had into it and do it. But and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, I'm not gonna say this is like the absolute worst, but it's something that just sits there and collects dust. It is my PS4 VR headset? And and I say this because. At the time, I bought that whole setup, and I turned around and bought a PS4 Pro just for that. Headset has not done anything in the last 18 months. Um, I get sick playing it, and <laughs> it just doesn't do anything for me. You know, So it's like I spent uh I was with if I count the PS4 pro, I was probably into this like right off the bat, like 800 bucks. You know, it was like, boom, I'm doing this and I play a few minutes of a few games and I'm like, uh oh, and I'm not feeling so hot. And it's like, and you know, I never bothered because you know you and I have always chit chatted about oh, I'm trading this game in or I'm doing this. I, I probably should have. <laughs> but I, but I didn't, <laughs> it just sits there and collects dust. Uh, maybe it'll be worth something in a museum one day or whatever. But <laughs> now I, I just, it's funny because I spent all that money and like, it was straight up impulse. Like, I mean, like went to best buy, threw it all in a cart, boom, done, you know, here you go. Here's my credit card. Let's do it. And it was like, for me, it was a cool novelty for like a month and it was just like, couldn't play it anymore. Kids picked it up occasionally, but like I was pretty adamant about them not touching it at the time because I didn't know how it would make them feel. <laughs> right, <laughs> and Tom, right. And Tommy was frankly too young at the time too. It's um, to a really, you know, he can't even really put fit, it. It won't even really fit on his head because he was so little, but um, yeah. So Again, all time worst? Probably not. I could think of a hundred other things that, but like for things that I have to sit there and stare at every day that just collects dust, that I know I put a lot of money into, that's got to be it. All right. So what's funny is mine is the same thing. Are you serious? Yes.
0: Uh, (laughs) A couple years ago, uh i actually got the the gran turismo pack it was on sale um i got the gran turismo pack i got it i had no intention of playing gran turismo because i drive a car i don't need to play virtual reality (laughs) drive a car um you know so i got that and i forget there because there was there were a couple games coming out that i was really into and i was like dude i gotta get these like doom was one of them um doom uh, the Batman game, the Iron Man game, um, and something else. And I was like super excited about them. And I got, uh, I forget which games I got, but I got a couple games. I got it. I got it home. I tried it. And I had the same situation. I ended up getting sick from playing it. I'm like, oh, this is not good. But unlike unlike you, I had no tolerance for it at all. And I didn't want Peyton to be messing with it because I was like, because like you said, like you said with Tommy, Tommy was, you know, Tommy was too young to really be messing with it. Well, Peyton was too young at the time to be messing with it. So I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm tired of looking at it. Cause it pissed me off that I got it with all these high hopes. And you at least have you have more tolerance for that than I do. And I was just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm done. And I ended up selling it to somebody at work for like half of what I bought it for.
1: Yeah, you know, and I... I, I don't know. It's I have a really weird thing with video games. And it's funny too because I sold or traded in a ton of stuff early on. All the stuff that's probably actually worth something, I don't have anymore. <laughs> but pretty much anything from like the previous generation or even the system before, like maybe maybe like the PS, you know, 3, um, 4 time frame up. There's games that I've bought. i played for like an hour. They just sit and collect dust for me. I don't turn them back in. I don't know why. I just hold on to them. Well, um, because you've
0: seen what happened when you get rid of stuff. And if I was smart, I would be that way too.
1: But I'm not smart. Um, so. I don't know. I, I think it's just – I like to think something's going to be worth something one day. But then I think part of it is just sheer laziness too. And I'm like, eh. You know, and then I, you know, I had over the years tried to like throw things on eBay or whatever, and you know, and to get like three dollars or something, it just takes too much effort for me to like put it in the mail, right? For for nothing, basically. No, absolutely. So,
0: Honestly, nah. that's I've been going through my my closet
1: trying to get rid of stuff, and I'm like, ah, I'm just too lazy to put it on eBay. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm to make a you know few bucks, then I will. But yeah, two, three dollars, nah, and it's just not worth it. Um, all right, so. That's pretty funny. We had the worst on that. So what's the next one? So let's let's stay in that same vein. Let's go. What's the worst video game that you've ever purchased? Mm, what do you got on this one? I want to hear yours first, since we had the same same thing on this last one. So honestly, I don't
0: I don't really have necessarily I don't really have an answer for this one off the top of my head that jumps out at me. What I will say is um The only one that really, really, that if I think about it right now, off the top of my head, I'm going to say Sonic Heroes. um, For, well, that was on. I think I got that for GameCube. But I think that was when I had Xbox. Or that's when I had the original Xbox, PS2, and GameCube all together. And I think I just happened to buy it for GameCube. But it came out on all three, I believe. Um, And it was just it was a just a broken mess it was supposed to be such a good game it was supposed to be the return to form for sonic but it was three characters running in a triangle and i kept on falling through the levels so that (laughs) kind of you know put a damper on the gameplay aspect for me um aside from that you know i can't really think of I'm trying to think if there's been anything recently that I've just been like, oh God, I can't believe that I'm actually playing this. Um, but nothing's really popping to mind. I'm sure that, you know, if I gave this, if I would have gone through my, my, the history of my gaming, I'm sure I could come up with something much worse, right. but that's the one that pops to mind when I think of, of worst of the worst video game that I've ever bought. Cause that was a day one purchase for me too. Mm, yeah, that wasn't that,
1: something that that I like. Was just like, oh, I guess I'll grab this. Yeah, and that things like that kind of sting a little bit more too, because you're like, you're all excited. It comes out, and it's like, ooh, uh, this was it wasn't what I expected. You no, know?
0: you know what? Okay, no, I've got it. I've got it. What's the worst video game I've ever played? NFL football for the NES.
1: NFL football. I don't remember ever playing that one.
0: So NFL football for the NES, I bought in West Virginia at – it was either a flea market or a yard sale. Um, We were in West Virginia visiting family when I was a little kid, and I bought this game for 5 bucks. and it hurt my soul when I got home and played it. I was looking forward (laughs) to it so much, dude. I was so stoked about this game. I was like, all right, cool. I got NFL football, NFL football. I got home. It was a zoomed out – like you're looking at the stadium – from the blimp above this above the stadium okay you can see all the players you can't tell really what they are they're just almost like dots like you you're almost better off playing that 70s elect tiger electronic football where it was all just led lights <laughs> like, that was more enjoyable than friggin nfl football for the
1: nes oh, that's so good uh... yeah all right so I, this was a funny one, because I always think about, you know, everyone always talks about, like, you know, most famous, like, really bad video games, um, but this was obviously one before our time, and I'm not saying this is one of mine, but, like, perspectively, E.T. for the Atari, right? Oh, I love that game. Yeah, and this is the funny thing. <laughs> People dump on that game so bad, but it, it's one of those things, and I'm not going to say that I'm one way or the other on it, but sometimes you get those really bad video games, that are just, they're so bad, people like to play them. It's like watching a, you know the movie's terrible. Yes. And it's rated really bad, or you know it's supposed to be bad, but it's like it's still enjoyable anyway, you know, right. in that same vein. Now, I, I I have the feeling sometimes, though, because this is just how my mind operates, is that the opposite effect happens sometimes. So, like, a game that everyone loves or the critics rave about, I think sometimes you're just not into, you know what I mean? Right. Like, and I'm not saying that it's a bad game, but like on a personal level, I think sometimes it's just like, you know what, this isn't, was this just isn't what I expected. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of the approach I'm taking this. I'll probably get a ton of hate for this, but it is what it is. So I've, you know, and again, I've made mention this many times over talking about this. Um, But I love, you know, Skyrim and I love Breath of the Wild and I love those, those type of games. Oh, I I see where you're going with this. So I bought, well, I don't know, maybe I bought the Witcher 3 for the Switch. Oh, no, I didn't see where you were going with this. Uh, I tried playing that for a couple hours. I do not like it at all. I don't i don't care for the mechanics and maybe it's just a switch maybe if i played it for anything else i would have liked it okay but i've played skyrim on the switch and it's fine um you know and obviously breath of the wild is only on the switch right so i thought well if this game's even half of what i'm reading it to be this has got to be a fun play for me because you know I, i don't like the mechanics I spent all the money for the complete edition. Oh, no. I, that's another one that sat there for, like, literally played it for two hours and haven't touched it since. Um, it just it just made me that mad. Like, I just I didn't like it. Um, I, I got so, because I got so mad because it's like, I read so many good things about it and this is like right up my alley. And then it's like, I played it and I, maybe I was just in a mood, you know? Or maybe it was like, there's been an update since that fixed whatever I had wrong with it, but I just, I didn't care for it. I just thought it was goofy to play. And uh, yeah, I was like, Nope. I, I just, no. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's the worst video game I've ever played. I'm not saying that, but as far as in terms of like thinking recently and thinking about a genre that I really, really like. Um, yeah. That comes to mind and I'm like, Nope. So okay. what, where did you think I was going to go with this? I thought you were gonna go Fallout. You're so. This is funny. I almost did. My thing is, I um, I played Fallout Three. Um, I think it was what? Was that uh, on the 360? Yeah, that was on 360 P- and PS3. Okay, so I played Fallout Three on the 360, and I liked it enough to where I bought Fallout Four for the PS4. Um, I'm not going to say I completely hated that game, but I stopped playing it because I got stuck and I was like, I just don't feel like playing it anymore. And then I feel like restarting it. And I was like, it, this is just too hard to live. Like, I, you know, I don't like games like that. I'm not going to say I would just like enjoy games that are easy. I'm not saying that at all, right. but I also need it to be somewhat enjoyable and where I can progress um, and not have to do the same things over and over and over again just so I can, like, try to leave to get some water. Like, (laughs) just... No, dude, I get it. I get it. Um, Yeah. But I'm glad you
0: mentioned uh, The Witcher because I was actually looking at that. So now now maybe I'll
1: lay off of that. I I mean, I'm saying you might love it, you know, and I could have just been in a mood, but if I'm comparing it, and again, I'll probably get a lot of crap for anyone that, you know, happens to be a huge fan of that game. um, But you know what that's the whole thing that's why you're allowed to have an opinion right um so but uh all right so out of that one so what do we got next
0: so let's go to let's go to one that i'm sure is gonna piss some people off because i I think we're we're pretty big uh music snobs let's go let's swing into the musical area of things and let's go who's the who's the worst band that you can think
1: of I know who yours is because you threw a CD at somebody with it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sadly, they've been overtaken.
1: Okay, okay, all right. So, um, you know, this is another tough one because I'm—I try to be very open-minded about my music, um, but you know, I, I think everyone like you know takes the 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 the, hot, the easy road on this and like, oh, Nickelback or. Um, even Creed, I think, is almost kind of a nickelback territory these days. <laughs> it's one of the ones I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, and I, I it's funny. And I say Creed, Creed probably is it for me on the sheer fact that like I saw them in concert. Um, I, I, it, it's funny. Occasionally they'll pop up through my like my autoplay lists and I'm like, I just can't listen to it. Like, I just, there's just nothing there for me. Um, you know, but I can't say that like back when I bought this the seat like one of their albums when it came out that it was like a bad purchase. You know, because right. like I really liked it at the time. Yeah, um, I, I was into it. You know, but you know it's the same thing. I was when I was seven. I was in the MC Hammer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> people change over time on that. Um, you know, but I will say there's you know so uh, you know the Nickelback and Creed jokes aside. I don't know. I guess that's kind of a way and decide like pick your poison right if i really were to like you know kind of sit there and hone in on you know i just you know can't dig you know certain things so and i'm not gonna say this is this is this is this will be the surprise for everybody so i'll i'll go with the nickelback and creed thing for band but i want to say I'm going to hone this down a little bit and say song. Okay. Well, that was I've, the next, that's the next question. Okay, Well, I'll answer, I'll answer that my part. Then, then you go do band and song. Okay. Even though I kind of stole your band already. Yeah. Thanks. Dick. You're welcome. You're welcome. So song comes from my all time. Favorite band has produced my least favorite song of all time. Really? So, you know that I'm a huge beastie boys fan. Yeah. 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 I love about everything they do or have done Um, so much so that like I, I have this insane collection of live albums and bootlegs and whatever. But that song girls drives me up the wall (laughs) so hard. Uh, Yeah, that's amazing. By far my least favorite song by any band and that's my favorite band.
0: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. So, yeah. So. All right. What do you got? So I. Now I feel cheap taking taking Creed or or uh, Nickelback and and honestly, here's the thing. So. I can't believe I'm actually going to put this to record, but Creed. I still. I say that they're a terrible band because you know, the songs are so sanctimonious and so like whatever. And, and again, I'm like you, I used, I went and saw them in concert. I've seen them in concert twice. I had a, I had a t-shirt actually, the day I signed my contract to, uh, to, to go into the guard, I was wearing a Creed t-shirt. Um, That's dedication. Right. (laughs) Uh, So, and, and, and here's the thing, honestly, without, um, what's his face that was the lead singer um scott stamp yes scott stamp <laughs> Now him i honestly i really like them as Alter bridge um i, I think they're fantastic you know they do edges yes yep. And yep they do they i bought that album because it it's it, and they're actually really good um so i'm gonna i'm gonna cross creed off the list nickelback as much as i hate to admit it they've got a couple good songs They're just so bland and generic at everything they do. They don't excel at anything. Um, And because I want to keep this to bands, I'm not going to, I would say Justin Bieber or like any of the mumble rappers, but we're keeping this to bands. So I'm going to make, I'm going to make a really, really unpopular pick. And this one's probably going to get, this one might actually get us kicked off of the internet. Um, 311 wow really um so here's the deal there are some 311 songs i i really like there's like i and i've bought 311 albums but just overall man i i'm i'm not a 311 fan and i've seen them in concert but i just i can't get into them as much as everybody gets into them
1: now that's cool, I, you know what? That I think that that's what makes it so, this so fun to talk about. It's because you know, you're yeah, no, that's cool. Like, I, 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 no, I, I completely get it. You know, um, you know, it's funny. You remember the surf mall in um yeah. Ocean City, yeah, and it's always cracked me up. Um, because you know, Jersey had a big um, big sky scene in the late 90s, and the surf mall had, used to sell those posters. Um, of like you know shows that had already happened mm-hmm. and I'll never forget they had this one and it was a um, labeled off as a punk ska and it had no doubt and 311 on it what and like no like, doubt I get yeah e- e- it's a little bit of a stretch but uh 311 I was like what <laughs> like <laughs> The 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 pop alt rock band like the right the, well, they, well the rappers <laughs> like the like I mean they it was they were a bit different they weren't you know just in a, you know whatever to try to like compartmentalize people but I was like
0: that's not ska <laughs> like you know I mean well, no <laughs> doubt's first few albums like were truly ska yeah but not
1: in 1996 that's what it, that's what the actual um. Uh, Poster said, which I was like, "What is going on here?" Like maybe they were referring to their previous material. Yeah, but uh but at that point, no doubt, it had already like been you know mainstreamed on the radio. So it was like,
0: was that after tragic?
1: Yeah, that was after tragic kingdom, mm-hmm, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it that's was, what I thought was, was, was crazy still, about that.
0: They were still so. slightly ska. You know yeah, what? Yeah, oh yeah.
1: Like I said, it was there to me, and I only say they were more of a stretch because they had these. And I, this is the reason why I say this was because. I remember seeing this stuff in like ninety-eight, ninety-nine, you know. Gotcha. Because okay. they, they had sold, they had they had all this stuff from like these shows. Because they I mean, they had these the these reprint posters from like Jimi Hendrix too. You know what I mean? Right. So but like to see a show that said that and I, you know, and it you know, and I certainly understood it and I understand it now, but to be so heavy in at the scene at the time, because I'd go up to North Jersey and go to Scotchers all the time. Right and uh, you know it's like toasters and all these guys that were like to me like legit ska, right? And um, <laughs> but to see like a three eleven on it just cracked me up,
0: <laughs> dude. So you know what? And that and that made me think when you mentioned a surf mall and those posters and stuff made me think about another band that even though I there was a time when I was really into them and I bought their stuff. Thinking back, it's so awful for the most part. And it's awful because of how much they changed from, Because and thinking about No Doubt made me think about this. There's an album where there was a massive, massive hit in the 90s off of it. And it was the only song on the album that sounded like that. And every other song was like metal slash alternative slash punk. And they were actually played on the Headbangers Ball before this song happened and took them all and, and took them to another level. And can you guess what band it is?
1: Hmm. Hmm. No, the top of my head. I've got nothing right now. Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah. I forgot all about those guys. So
0: Oof. dude. Yeah, there's so they, they're God. A lot of their stuff is god awful too. I but I that said I bought, I bought the next two albums after, um, that album came out that had fly on it. Wow! Because um, someone gave me that album, and I was like, oh okay, so if this is what the rest of their stuff sounds like, and they're only putting this stuff on the radio. Then I want to hear what what their next album sounds like, and maybe it'll be mo- more of this stuff where it's this cool stuff. And then it'll have the one crappy song gets played on the radio. No, no, it was not. They went the complete opposite direction, but it was poppy. It was poppy, catchy stuff. And I still, I liked it and I still like it, but oh my God, if they would have, I don't know. I don't know. And I guess I got to say too, I, I, I got to, I don't know, man, I got to say for, for three eleven again, I do like some of their stuff, but, I just feel like they're just
1: so, so overrated. So, yeah, so. Overrated. I, I think that's a completely a fair assessment. You know, um, again, we'll direct your hate mail over to our Twitter at noise brigade pod, but yeah. And um, our Facebook page. Yes. We have that now too. So we, we can get hated on both major social media. Yeah. Sites. And you can leave us voicemail or voice messages. That's right. That's right. So check out our feeds, make sure you can do that.
0: Yeah. Um, so now, I, all right. So I got to go on to to worst song. Um, again, this is going to get some major hate, and and you might even hang up on me right now.
1: Uh, Sweet Caroline. Nah, that's uh, Yeah, no, I won't hang up on in that one. Look, not uh, there's there's not a person on the planet that um, doesn't know the words to the Neil Diamond classic.
0: This is true. And, and see, what sucks is being down here. So, you know, that's a huge <clears throat> song in Boston. Oh, of Red course, Sox, yeah. The ball is Red Sox, yeah, yeah. Well, down here, being surrounded by Red Sox fans and, and Patriots fans and Bruins fans and Celtics fans, um, whenever you're out at the bar, you can pretty much count on somebody playing that damn song. And I'm just so damn tired of hearing it in the stupid Boston accent. Come at me, Boston. Do it. You won't
1: yeah you know the, the dude and i, I think that's a, a fair thing for you know you're probably not the only person that has that um i think certain songs like that um they just get so overplayed over time um that are that are classic songs
0: oh uh, you know even worse you know what strike that from No, no, keep that on the record also i apologize to the mighty mighty boston's because i realized too that most of my favorite bands are from boston so dropkick uh mighty mighty boston's aerosmith you know so maybe i shouldn't i should ease up on boston a little bit but hotel california
1: Ooh, all right see uh, you know another great band um but yeah you're right overplayed um now now that there is the um the the, the spanish version right and big lebowski yes yeah, yeah, no, I think that's a great song, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, and you know, and you could think about these. Uh, one of the ones I always think about, um, that it just kind of like to me overplayed, uh, more than a feeling by Boston that just kind of triggered in my head when you said, you know, not oh most, man, just you know, overplayed to me. I'm not gonna say I hate the song, okay, um, but I'm not, you know, just one of those things that's like, you know, yeah, it pops up in my list occasionally, and yeah, I'll listen to it Every once in a while. Gotcha. But, like, it's in that, to me, in that level, for me anyway, it's like, eh, I've heard it so many times, you know, um, because it's, like, one of those songs that, like, shows up in movies every so often, and, you know, because it's, you know.
0: Well, one of my, actually, one of my favorite episodes of Scrubs is almost based around that song. So <laughs> I have a huge amount of love for that song, um, you know, that, it's that, and uh, Poison by Belle Biv DeVoe a huge role in that episode. Because uh, they're doing an air band competition,
1: mm-hmm. and that's that's the song that they get into the um, into the competition a lot. I think part of the reason why I throw it like that for me, like I said, I I don't hate the song, and it shows up in my um, my auto plays every once in a while because I I like uh, a lot of the uh, you know a lot of similar things. Um, was I believe it was in, a, in one of the iterations of Guitar Hero yes it was yeah and i remember just having to hear it over and over and over and over and over again um you know after trying to play it and stuff and it was like uh you know i think that's part of it too for me sometimes it's like i just get a little burnt and then like i get something stuck in my head where it's like uh you know but whatever i digress all right what we got what's next after music so let's move on we've got
0: three categories left all right. So this brings us into the world of movies. All right. So the first question is going to be and you can do this, it, you know, it's actor overall. What it, who is your least favorite actor
1: ever? And it can be TV shows, movies, whatever. Okay. Least favorite actor. Do you have one off the top of your head? Um I do. And it's, it's weird. It's, it's, I have two. I, I want to hear, uh, yeah, if you've got, if you've got a couple, cause I've, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stewing on this. I've got more of the um, least favorite movie in my mind, okay. um, but the actor that is in that movie, I don't hate. So um, yeah, go ahead. So who are your, who are your people here? So
0: <laughs> and it's going to sound bad and it's not, It's not even necessarily that I don't like their acting, but I just can't buy them in some of the roles they get put in. Um, And it's going to be Tom Cruise. Now, Tom Cruise, love him in certain movies, in certain roles. Love Mm -hmm. him as Maverick in Top Gun. Okay. He was great in Days of Thunder. Love him, super love him in Tropic Thunder, as Les Grossman. Yes. No. Agreed. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I agree that too. Yep. His cameo in Austin Powers was great, but when he, and the one I'll point to, as where he loses me, is in the Jack Reacher movies, because Jack Reacher in the in the book is this big hulking dude, and Tom Cruise is not intimidating in the least he's what 5 foot nothing
1: yeah he's his short guy yeah
0: i'm not scared of him and he's you know so i so sometimes it's hard for me to buy him like i buy him in the more intellectual roles i buy him in certain roles but there's just something about him i just you know and then the other one is going to be his his brother in Scientology John Travolta and John Travolta in certain things again fantastic but by and large whenever i think of john travolta now i think of battlefield earth
1: yeah john travolta you know it's funny i like him in swordfish yes um and face off was pretty good right like there's certain things that he's yeah good at he had a pretty good run there in the 90s into the early 2000s broken arrow Broken Arrow is another good one, yeah. I, yeah, I I can understand that. I I'm not a I'm not a huge Travolta fan, but I get I get that. So that's I mean that's kind of where I go with it. Um, you know, I'm
0: sure if I sat down and and get, gave it a lot more thought, went through some IMDb stuff, I could come up with with some people that are like legitimately awful actors that I can't stand. Yeah. Um, but that's where our, oh. No, nope. Got it. And I don't know how this slipped my head. I got to ask you a question. What's in the box?
1: Oh, Brad Pitt. No, no. What's in the box? Oh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Exactly.
0: I hate <laughs> her. That was my favorite role she's ever done. She <laughs> it ended up in a box. I cannot stand her.
1: <sighs>
0: Anything she's in, like she almost even ruined Iron Man for me, and like the
1: Marvel universe. Because she's in it. She's oh, yeah. very um, there's not a lot of emotion with her. No, she's very uh, she's very basic. I preferred her head in the box. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm gonna
0: kill her. I'm not threatening that. FBI, don't you be watching me? you know,
1: I, but I just cannot stand her. I'm so ugh. she disgusts me. So I thought of somebody that I just don't like at all and I've never liked and I've never liked in anything, ever. Okay. Andy Dick. Really? I don't like Andy Dick. Okay. I never thought he's funny. I just thought he was annoying. Um, and I'm not saying that, like, I don't like some of the roles that he's in in movies that I've liked over the years uh, that he's a good fit for because he is that annoying. Um, I almost uh, I put it akin to, um, like there's a reason why he is the way he is okay uh, to for for you to hate him almost like I think that because he has that, that bad guy comedian type personality you know right um, he's I mean look look hell look at his name <laughs> um but uh I just don't I don't know some of the stuff to me it's like I just don't care for just that style so again it's more my opinion right um I just don't you know doesn't jibe with me yeah uh but again he shows up in movies that I like you know so it's not like it's you know not like he comes on the screen I'm gonna like oh he's in this I'm shutting it down right you know because he's a bit player exactly you know there's there's a reason why he's not starring in movies <laughs> you know right, so right, right. you know yep. that's just that, you know uh so that's what I thought of um the, uh, the the Travolta one though made me think of someone else um because you said the um, the movie though and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say worst but certainly someone I'm not like the biggest fan of um, you mentioned the movie Broken Arrow um so the actor that he plays along with in that Christian Slater really I've not a he's another one he's 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 very dry uh, not I mean. I have never really been a big fan of his, um, so I'm mean, again that that just kind of triggered a thing for me whenever you Gosh. mentioned that movie. So,
0: so Andy Andy Dick speaking of him the only the only role I can think of with him in it that I really liked was his role in News Radio.
1: Yeah, and I, see, I never got into that show, so I I couldn't tell you one way or the other. Yeah, so I mean, it, I, it may but, have been and it may be be kind of because of Andy. <laughs> I didn't yeah. watch it so so. All right, well, but, let's
0: let's go on to the movie. What's what's
1: your least favorite movie? The worst your worst movie. All right. And this is one that again, I can draw some hate on this one. But I've I've I saw this movie in the theater with my mom, and my mom and I were avid moviegoers. I mean, we went and saw everything together. Um, especially in the year that this movie came out. Um, like, my mom was cool about taking me to see everything. So uh, we, we would go every weekend, um, you know, to, to see things. And we, we she took me to see In the Mouth of Madness. Uh, it's the Sam Neill movie, uh, the, the guy from Jurassic Park. Yeah. And it's a very heralded movie these days. I actually just was curious. I looked up the IMDb rating, and it's like at a 7.2. Ooh. Have you ever seen that movie? No. No, but it had a 7.2 and you didn't dig it? Again, I was younger. Okay. I was 12, 13 ish, whenever. Because I'm assuming it was like made 94. I might have seen it in 95, whatever. So I was in that 12, 13 range. And, you know, like I said, we had watched a lot of different things. You know, I'd already been very privy to a lot of pretty crazy movies by that point in my life. So I, under, I had a pretty good under excuse me, understanding of, of cinema you know to that. Uh, ooh, it is just goofy. I I didn't get it then. I can tell you, being almost forty now, I could probably watch it, try to watch again. I probably wouldn't get it now. Um, like, do you remember how goofy Twelve Monkeys was? You remember seeing that movie? I've actually never seen it. Okay, Twelve Monkeys is really weird. Um. But it, the storyline makes sense. In the Mouth of Madness is like in that same vein, but to me, the storyline made no sense whatsoever. And it always sat on this plateau of me of like, just cannot watch movies. Always. It ran with me my entire life. And I, so anytime the worst movie question is thrown out, I'm always going to answer with that movie. And I, I and I, one of those things I I may have rewatched part of it over the last 20 years, but I, yeah, it, it's not good at all. I mean, hmm. it's just really, really weird. Um, it, 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 I don't know, I'm not a fan of it. Um, but I'll give you the quick little blurb uh, of what that movie is. Um, so yeah, I was 13 when it was released to the theater here in the States. Um, but when horror horror novelist Sutter Kane goes missing, insurance investigator John Trent scrutinizes the claim made by his publisher. Um, uh, and this is kind of funny, Charlton Heston's in it too. Um, he endeavors to retrieve a yet to be released manuscript and ascertain the writer's whereabouts. So it's just, it's just this bizarre, like, I don't know, horror movie with, you know, you have these pretty iconic people in there, but it just ugh, doesn't add up to me anyway. All right. So that's mine. Okay. So,
0: so here's mine. And I'm not trying to get political with this one, but when I, when I give you my reasons why it's going to sound a little political, but it, it was just, it was that bad. So when I had moved down here, um there was a movie that came out called harold and kumar escape from guantanamo bay which i'm sure you're aware of Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. all right so i really wanted to see it and i thought it was hilarious and so you know when i moved down here i knew two people literally two people they were a couple and they went to the movies with me to go see it i thought it was hilarious Apparently they thought it was terrible and they wanted to walk out because it was the worst thing that they had ever seen. And it was, it was way too liberal for them. Um, so in turn, they said, Hey, we want you to come see a movie with us. And I said, okay, fine. I'll go see a movie. And I'm like, what do you want to go see? And they picked a movie called an American Carol. So have you ever heard of that one? Um, no. So an American Carol basically is um, a spoof movie. It's done. It was actually done by the same guy who did um, police squad and some of those classic spoof movies from like the seventies and eighties. And what it's about is a, a Michael Moore stand in, in the, in the guise of Kevin Farley, who was uh, Chris Farley's brother plays. uh, He plays this guy that's supposed to be Michael Moore and his thing is, he wants to abolish the Fourth of July because it's representative of everything that is wrong with the United States. And basically, he is supposed to portray, like, he's supposed to basically portray every single Democrat's uh, a- agenda. Right. So it's just this, this super conservative, like, gays are bad. Uh, if you don't vote Republican, you're a pussy. Uh, just, dude, it just beats you over the head with if you're not a if you're not a conservative, you're a traitor essentially. Mm-hmm. With just ham-fisted jokes, just it just fell completely flat. And after we walked out, I was like, Jesus Christ! I was like, that movie was terrible. Like I literally did not laugh once. And I'm not against laughing at things that I you know if it's funny it's funny i don't give a shit what side of the political spectrum it's on i can laugh at anything as long as it's funny i didn't laugh once we walked out and i was like god that did you guys really like that And they're like yeah and that's what you get for making us go see that terrible movie and i was like mm. what are you talking about and they're like you made us go see that liberal piece of shit harold and kumar i'm like whoa easy
1: the drug movie? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's a Harold and st- Kumar is our generation's cheech and chong. Yeah.
0: I, exactly. I mean, if anyone,
1: you know, I, I'm not talking about politics on this at all, but, you know, if, if, you know, whatever, That that's what that is. Yeah. If people never saw that for Harold and Kumar, then, and don't get me wrong, that's obviously the, you now the, the the Guantanamo and the Christmas ones are, oof. Yeah. They're not they're very, not eh, great. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're watchable yeah it's kind of like watching the hangover two and three you know exactly you know it's they're watchable um but you know obviously they're sequels and they're just you know never gonna live up to the original right and you know i'm not rushing out to watch that movie again
0: but it made me laugh Mm -hmm. you know It, it it just blew my mind like that i i don't know i don't know let's get off of that though um Let's move on to the last one here, and this this list has made me realize we really do need to do a
1: follow up of the best in each of these. Yes, games. yes, yeah. That'll be that'll definitely be another episode. So yeah. uh, because we've we've kind of went on a little roller coaster here. Some of us has yeah. been sad, uh, you know. So yeah, so the playing with emotions. Or we we might get some hate mail. We might hate, not not mail. Um, well, yeah, because like hate, hate media. Anything. No, no one mails anything anymore. Yeah.
0: I mean they might. Well, maybe I don't know, man. People are weird. They might stalk us online or something. That's true. I mean, I'd really hate for like a beautiful woman to stalk me and find out where I live and, you know, throw herself at me. That would be terrible. Um, Anyway, (laughs) uh, so let's let's finish off as we always should with. uh, Well, we shouldn't finish with the worst beer, but let's go. Let's go
1: with beer. What's what's the worst beer you've ever had? I've got this always comes to mind. The Royal Jamaican ginger beer. Okay. Which some people love. Um, and I like ginger, don't get me wrong. Um it, it works for me. Love, I'll drink a ginger ale, no problem. Um, you know, it, that's a nice go-to, especially whenever you're like recovering. Yes. Um, you know, I'm not talking about just like from a hangover, like just from being sick, you know. I mean, that's just that is what it is. Yeah, ginger beer and ginger ale are completely different things. Oh, yes, yes, they are so I had the unfortunate thing of, and I I know I've, I've, I've enjoyed plenty of plenty of different beers over the years. And this is something we can, we can talk another time on, but I remember the first time that I, the only time I had this, and I'm notorious for, Hey, I'm going to try it once. I'm going to at least drink the whole thing. If I have a full one in front of me, because one, I don't want to waste it. So I'm not not, trying not to be wasteful. Um, Two, I paid for it. And three, I'm, I'm a big boy. So I'm, I'm going to try to go through it, you know? That's just right. my, my, you know, that's my my mentality going into it. I took one sip of the Royal Jamaican ginger beer I had and, and was like, this is the most god-awful thing, you know, that I've ever tasted, ever. Um, it was just like ginger times a thousand. That, that, that flavor, just so heavy to me. Ugh. So... I'm sitting there with Danielle and Kyler. I was like, try this. And so we subsequently all, you know, take sips of it. And I get the same exact reaction from both of them. So between the three of us, we basically got through a third of it. And there wasn't a single one of us that wanted to finish it. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess so. This was like relatively early on in my tracking my beer, you know, trials. Um, but this was like the, the first one that really stuck out was like, I don't like it. Other people don't like it. This is going down the drain. So that's that's definitely uh, definitely got to be it for me. I'm not a, not a fan at all. Okay. All
0: right. So I'm gonna go with one, and this one was super weird for me. And I'm I'm wondering and I'm willing to give it another shot. Um, because the first time I ever had it, it was outstanding, and that's why it was so shocking to me the second time I had it, and I thought it was god awful, and possibly the worst beer I've ever had.
1: And it's it's called Le Fin du Mont, it's by Unibrow. Yeah, I've I've had Le Fin, yeah, and it's uh La Fin's not terrible but yeah what what so what made you hate it like the next like the next go around so i i don't know if it had gotten skunked or
0: what the deal was but the first time i had it i really really liked it i was out at a bar and somebody's like yeah Yo, you got to try this beer and i was like okay cool i'll try it and i was really really into it and then the next time i had it it just i can't even explain it but it almost made me sick just drinking it Hmm. Like it, um, was, it was almost like a, like it was spicy and I'm yeah. like, huh. but it was, but it didn't taste like it did the first time I had it. And I didn't know, you know, I don't know what the reasoning that it tasted so different was, and maybe it was just me. Maybe it was just a bad batch. Maybe it was, you know, there's any number of things it could have been, but I absolutely loved it. And then, I had it again, and I and I hated it. Um, and you know what's funny is I, I looked it up online, um, because I wanted to double check who made it. And it should the places that shows me I can buy it are West Effort Byright and Homedale Byright. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny since I'm
1: nowhere near West Effort or Homedale right now. The um okay, so here's the here's here's my take. And again, we can maybe this will be a nice precursor to you know, I'll do i I'll do a beer episode within you, you can slam questions at me or something, but um, you know, uh sometimes food that you eat uh with times it makes a big difference. Um and I recently had a conversation with my boss about this. Um found found something he really liked, but then he ate something, uh and had the same beer and he said it just wasn't good so I, I think that you know that a combination anyway i think sometimes that has a bit to do with it um style as well um because la finn is a um, belgian triple so uh even as a you know you know beard nerd kind of sore of that i am sometimes that style can get really It's a, it's a little weird, um, particularly with temperature. So if it was even out of range, like, and I'm not saying that that should have been, you know, serve it at 55 degrees or 45 degrees or whatever, but if it just, you know, if it's a little too warm, um, or as you said, you know, maybe it was skunked, you know, maybe it was just a bad batch. Uh, that stuff is probably produced so much that there's enough quality control to, to get away from that. Um, but you know, yeah, it's very, very feasible. Like, you know, um, you know, as much as I love yingling, for example. One of those oh, God, common, yeah. You know, common beers. There's been plenty of times where I've had it where I know that I ne- didn't necessarily take care of it temperature-wise. And, yeah, you can tell a little bit of a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, that's the thing.
0: That's that's what I always say about getting yingling not on draft when I'm out is I'm playing Russian roulette. I don't know if I'm going to get a bad one or a good one.
1: Yep. Yep. It's exactly right. You know, and, and that's, you know, and that's the funny thing, you know, it, uh, I, uh, I can't necessarily say that, you know, everything's created equally that way. Cause I certainly know the process on how that's all done, but, um, they, they, you know, they try to be as repetitive as they can. And, uh, sometimes it's just like I said, something you eat or there's a temperature difference or you know what, I also think sometimes too, like you have a couple other things, like more mentally, like you're kind of in your head. You're just not in the mood. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, the other thing too, it's like you, you just, you know, physically might be starting to get sick or something and stuff just doesn't taste right. Yeah, that's so. true. So I'll have to, I'll have to give it another shot because I
0: honestly, the first time I had it, I I
1: really enjoyed it. So. Uh, I'll tell you, what, I will not be giving Royal Jamaican ginger beer another shot, ever, <laughs> um, because I know I just didn't like it from day one. And it's funny, too, because I know the uh, ginger, uh, isn't that typically what goes into making the Moscow mules? Uh, yeah, I believe so. And, uh, you know, I I couldn't tell you. I've had I've had a couple of, like, beer uh, the Great Lakes out of um, Cleveland, Ohio. They make a Moscow meal beer, Ooh. Um, and it's it's okay. It's not bad, um, but it's it's got that a touch of ginger on it, and I see. Then I, I like that, you know. But it's that real heavy, and I just ugh, no thanks. Right. So. But now uh, yeah, this has been fun. I, this was a great one. We'll have to you'll uh, we'll, we'll have to do a best of, and yeah. then we'll have to uh, maybe come up with uh, ten other worst of questions because I like this one.
0: Yeah. We'll have to do this again. And, uh, maybe we can down the line, get, get Mark on here to talk about some beer too. And, uh, maybe Ryan, cause you know, Ryan's been, I know you brew a lot of your own. And Ryan's been brewing a lot of his own. So, uh,
1: Yeah. And I can guarantee you Ryan's way better than I am. Cause, uh, it seems like he's been a lot more consistent at it or than I, than I have. So I'd, I'd love to chit chat with him.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, that has been the episode guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I know we did. Um, Stick around. I know next uh, next couple of days we're going to be recording another episode on cryptocurrency with AJ. So uh, we're going to have some good information for you there. Make sure you check it out. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Facebook. Send us some messages through the voice app thing. And uh, until next time, we have been the Noise Brigade. Later on, everyone.